0: part One of joseph conrad a personal remembrance by ford maddox ford this LibriVox recording is in the public domain part One, section two as for what happened then immediately to the history of romance the book the writer's mind preserves a complete blank it might be easy to construct images out of probabilities or by consultation with one person or another but that would not be within the spirit of the bond this is the record of the impression made by comrade the impressionist upon another writer impressionist also it is an offering in memoriam constructed solely out of memory some years ago mr h g wells took occasion to write to the papers he stated that the writer had visited him and informed him that he had persuaded conrad to collaborate with himself mr wells's memory must almost certainly have betrayed him though the matter is of no great importance what does remain in the writer's mind very clearly is this the writer and conrad made several choppings and changings in their occupation of the pent the writer occupied it for several years conrad then lived in it with the writer's spare furniture which was mostly of pre-raphaelite origin it pleased conrad to write at a chippendale bureau on which christina rossetti had once written or at another which had once belonged to thomas carlyle one got in those days those small cheerful pleasures out of life then conrad occupied the pent altogether the mournful house under the bare downs exercising a great fascination over him when you went out of the front door mr walter crane who during one of our movings about kent and sussex took the house furnished had painted a japanese crane and some verses on that door when you went out then the narrow garden giving on to the stackyard had a short brick path running under the windows and it was very soothing to see the flattish lines of the country running away for a great distance one convolution going into another the brick path dried up very quickly in the wettest of weathers up and down it as if on a quarter-deck conrad would pace for hours and hours the lines of the country soothing him in that part of england the words of charles the second are most true What with the shelter of the downs and the position near the sea, there is there scarcely any day upon which a man may not go abroad, at any rate to the extent of a brick path under his windows. The great barn closed in the scene immediately to the front, but you saw the fields to the right, so that it was a very quiet and private place. And indeed, during the last of our conversations this year, Conrad alluded to the fact that for the first time in his life he had in his vastly more arranged residence of that day a study to himself, and he added, ah, but it isn't the pent. He said, too, that the great tithe barn had been burned down during threshing. We used in our day to take great entertainment out of shooting rats with a Flaubert rifle from the brick path, there were channels made by these animals in the black-green thatch of the barn, and you could see them proceeding leisurely from end to end of the great expanse, in broad daylight. Then whiff! would go the flaver, and the small bullet, pinging into the thatch, would send a rat bounding away over the corrugations in the old straw into some hole, for all the world with the action of a tiger bounding over watercourses. As far as memory serves, we never hit a rat, but one notable success was scored to the writer. Fired at, from an incredible distance, ninety yards or so, something gigantic, a great old grey rat crossing a road collapsed feebly. We ran forward and dispatched it with the butt. That was ever afterwards scored to the writer as an immense feat of marksmanship often referred to if any talked of shooting conrad would say ah but you would should have seen ford shot at the rat actually the writer with a little more farm knowledge was sure that the rat was dying of old age before it was fired at the bullet never reaching it but he has kept his own counsel to this day of confession no we were not highbrow there at the pent we played dominoes conrad with passion and the skill of a master Indeed, in how many city meccas and Belgian cafes must we not have rattled the black and white bones over round white marble tabletops? We played écarté, or when very serious, chess, but usually dominoes, at which the writer never remembers to have won a game. Sometimes the writer knocked a golf ball about the fields, Conrad standing on the brick path, regarding the occupation with the contempt, say, that his collaborator bestowed on Daudet. Once the writer seriously sat down to describe in words the satisfaction you feel when you have brought off a good drive and see the white ball lyrically against the blue sky it was a careful piece of writing mon juste and all conrad looked at it with attention and then slowly blankly raised his shoulders and eyebrows we oui, returning to dominoes end of section 2